Welcome everyone to the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio on an amazing historic night in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. UFC 278 is in the books. Leon Edwards is the new welterweight champion of the world. We'll break it down in just a second, but first I need to tell you that Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic need, ready to, or fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. See how I got that mixed up? Um, so immediately following the fights, I was flabbergasted and went on twitch.tv slash primetimepk to, to break it all down. Here is that conversation. Oh my god. Welcome to uh, UFC 278 post-show. Um, for those listening on podcasts, it's a podcast. For those on Twitch, it's a Twitch stream. Um, I know it's a wrestling game, and I know it's the UFC. My UFC game needed an update. Features were working, yada, 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 yada. I can't even process anything right now. That This is one of the most unbelievable finishes to a UFC card that was just fucking weird that I can ever remember. Um, yeah, I am, I, 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 I am, I, 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 I am flabbergasted. Like I just, I can't, <laughs> I cannot believe what I just saw as, Kamaru Usman's 19 fight win streak, I think 15 of those in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, comes to an end with nothing in that fight suggesting that that's how that fight was going to come to an end. Usman, it was one-way traffic from the start of the second round until a millisecond before that head kick landed. It was Kamaru Usman breaking the soul of Leon Edwards and then... A little on the left, and a head kick to the top, and all of a sudden we have a new welterweight champion of the world. A stunning development in the Ultimate Fighting Championship tonight. Um, I was, I kind of honestly like the the, the Peter Klein experience of all of this. Um, oh, all right, Mike was off. Now it's back on. Now we're good to go. Um, oh my God, what a fight! Like what? What a what did we just see? Like th there was nothing about that that suggested that that was going to happen. Like that there was no flow of anything for how this fight was going to go. That that was going to happen, and then Leon Edwards just shocks the world and does that. I cannot believe, cannot believe what we just saw. I I, I am trying to think. I think that has to be the wildest way a champion has lost their title. Like, we, we saw... It, it's kind of like um, Anderson Silva when he was getting just shit-kicked by Chael Sonnen for 24 minutes, throws up a triangle choke, gets the win, and it's over. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the, the challenger doing that so out of nowhere... It, it's not coming to me. So, just to explain how I took all that in, the fight was so done. Like, Dean Thomas is talking about how Leon Edwards has quit in the corner. He's not listening to his coaches anymore. Um, the broadcast is talking about how, man, if he could just let himself go, like, this is your last opportunity. You have to be able to go for it. I was getting ready to do, like, the, the draft tweet of, like, the, hey, we're going to go live on Twitch. What a weird night of fights. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, But as I was going to tweet that, because my 
um, I, I Chromecasting it. I, it was about 10 seconds behind the whole night. And I, I, as I was typing it out, I saw Leon Edwards knocks out Kamaru Usman. And my first thought was, oh, that tweet obviously means Leon Edwards needs to knock out Kamaru Usman. And then you look up and Kadu, and she's like, what? How? I, I am, I'm scaring my cats. I am so blown away by, um, by what just took place. Clearly, I think one of the, the wildest wins in UFC history. Um, there's obviously a lot to, to dissect now off of this. There's a lot that, like, legacy-wise, uh, what's next? I mean, what's next is obvious. That, 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 that's the easy question. We'll get that one out of the way first. A fucking rematch is what's next. Like, <laughs> could you imagine the balls on Leon Edwards? It's like, ah, I don't know. I think you got to go back to the back of the line. You guys won 15 in a row and was winning this one. Um, to, to just call him up and be like, yeah, back with you. That would be amazing. Oh, fuck. I want him to do that just for the shit of it. That would be incredible. Um, in terms of this fight, Leon Edwards, like he was just, he was done. He was done. <laughs> I have the broadcast on uh, uh, another one of my laptops over here. And Joe Rogan is just like spent. He's just like looking around like, what? With like just the same, What? That we all have right now. Um, so Leon Edwards is the welterweight champion. I, I still can't fully wrap my head around that. And he does it in the first... He takes the first round, gets a trip takedown, and was in control. And it was kind of a... All right, this is interesting. There wasn't a whole lot repeatable about, about what he did because he wasn't able to get another takedown on Kamara Usman. And I was actually thinking about it. Like, I, in, in getting ready for the podcast I thought I was going to be doing tonight... Um, I thought about, like, what can we learn from this? It's like, well, we saw, like, Usman lose a round. Can you take anything from that? So, like, yeah, all you have to do is then, after this, be the second person in 18 fights to take uh, Kamara Usman down. Easy. Simple. Just go out and do it. Um, but he... he I, I, again, I'm speechless. This is crazy. I don't know why I'm trying to analyze this. I think we just have to talk about the moment. Like, this is one of the wildest things we've ever seen. This is... I, this is different, I think, than even Sarah GSP. Like, I, th there's the comparisons of, of Usman GSP, and that is the air that Kamaru Usman was living in. But it's like, th this is this is what would have happened if that would have happened to GSP at the hands of, like, Carlos Condit. You know, like, Matt Sarah was just like a flash out of nowhere, oh my god, kind of at the start slash middle of GSP's run. Not while he's establishing GOAT status, getting tutoofed in the head and again i'm just i i the the word of the night um the the word of the night on the boxing that i had earlier um was incredible the word of the night here is just stunning because like to have someone on this trajectory and have it end so abruptly and so out of nowhere in a fight they were controlling like it's Anderson Silva, when his uh, when he got like caught dicking around, but that's different because Usman wasn't dicking around. The only way he was not dicking around is maybe he should have been a bit more conservative in this round. But even then, it wasn't that he got caught like coming forward or anything like that. 
he was I, I don't think he was being reckless or anything. He was like that that's just something that can happen in a fight. But th- this is one of the wildest endings to a title reign in UFC history, I think. And in mixed martial arts history. Just incredible, incredible stuff for Leon Edwards. Before we get too far into this, I do want to talk about a couple of things. Um, Ari Helwani tweeting out and, and Leon Edwards talking about, everyone doubted me and look where I am. No one believed I could do this. Like, yeah, you know who else couldn't believe you could do this? Uh, you, about eight minutes ago, were d- completely done. I, I, I have a hard time believing this was the, the ropadopiest thing in the history of mixed martial arts. So the, 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 the whole conversation, no one believed I could do it. So, yeah, because you, you, you pretty well didn't. For most of it. And then you did for a second and it was over. And look, congratulations. Perfectly set up. That this was not a lucky kick or anything like that. That this was a phenomenally set up strike from someone who put himself in a position to take advantage of it by earning a title shot. But some of the like, no one believed I could do it now. Look at me now. It's like, yeah, you are the, the, the welterweight champion and you did do that by legitimate means. But let, let, let's not pretend that... Like, the, the haters were right for about 85% of this fight. It was just the end that we got wrong. And I'll put myself in there. I said on the, the preview show that I did that I didn't think Leon Edwards... Um, I didn't think Leon Edwards' resume was worthy of that of a, a title challenger. I thought skills-wise, obviously, we saw it tonight, he was worthy of being a title challenger. But resume-wise, I didn't think he had that win that was like, okay, now this man is ready to challenge for the championship at 170 pounds. Um, so I will put myself in the haters group. And again, like, I I, I am already picking Kamaru Usman in the rematch. Um, but that is not to take away. I mean, it take, uh, it's to take away a little bit, I guess. That is not to take away from what Leon Edwards just accomplished with a head kick knockout heard around the world. Um, ending things for Kamaro Usman in astonishing fashion. So, okay, let's get into it again. Um, first round, Edwards gets a trip takedown with some control, gets like takes his back and is at least threatening for submissions to end the round. It's a 10-9 round. Second round... Um, second, third, and fourth round, Kamaro Usman is just in complete control. The boxing is there. He is piecing him up on the feet. He is stuffing every takedown that Leon Edwards is silly enough to try. Um, he's not getting hit until the end. Like, it it was, it was the exact performance that anyone who picked Kamaro Usman thought they were going to get from Kamaro Usman. It was clinical. It was well-rounded. It was a, a just every tool in his toolbox was on full display to the fullest of its abilities. And Leon Edwards was broken. He was beaten. He was just accepting takedowns. Um, and they're showing him on the broadcast here. And he's just having, I, I think the weight of this moment has now just full on hit him. Um, as he is, he's on the phone right now. Everyone around him is crying. Um, he is broken down. I, I think... I think the weight of the moment has now just caught up to him. And this is, like I said, it's it's an incredible moment. And I don't want any of my kind of sarcastic musings there to take away from, from what was just accomplished here by, by Leon Edwards. Again, perfectly set up, puts the left out there. Usman's ducking his head and he head kicks it perfectly. It's, it's kind of, I got to update my references a little bit here, but it's kind of what was it, UFC 79, where GSP was killing Matt Hughes with leg kicks the whole time, and then it looks like he's going to throw another kick. Hughes brings his arm down to defend the kick and gets 
head kicked into the shadow realm. So perfectly set up for, for Leon Edwards. Um, in terms of bigger picture things, like Usman probably, oh, Usman definitely um, loses number one pound for pound status now. Just off the top of my head, um, Adesanya maybe, but I mean, that that's been a little wobbly over the last little bit. Honestly, Volkanovski probably. Number one pound for pound in the world right now. Um, that might be where, where I would go with that. Um, maybe Amanda Nunes, now that she's back on track. Um, that one would make sense if you want to crisscross there. But um, for Usman now, it, it's an immediate rematch for sure. He's going to be a heavy favorite going into that immediate rematch. If you could, do it at a goddamn soccer stadium in England, though. Like, really... If, if you are the UFC, I, I think you have struck lightning with this. The, the kid's nickname is Rocky, and he just pulled off a gigantic upset of your your pound-for-pound pound king. I, I think you have to take advantage of this. I th This guy is on every sports program that you've ever heard of um, in the next three weeks. Like, just everywhere, reminding you that this guy is the new welterweight king. This is the guy who upset the guy in the UFC, and this is the dude now going forward. He is on everything in England, billboards, everything. Like, your full marketing steam behind him for, like, six months. Um, I get we're kind of getting into a point where soccer stadium in England becomes a bit of an issue. Um, you know, winter and all. But I think you try to do this in as big of a venue as possible over in England. Um, Edwards against Usman in what would be their trilogy bout after this being the rematch from a fight from, I believe it was five years ago. But an incredible night. Uh, an absolutely incredible night now. Um, in terms of, because we were, part of the discussion I was going to have tonight was, does this change Usman's trajectory in the, the GOAT conversation? And honestly, I don't think so. Um, and, and with it now, like, obviously that conversation changes drastically, but I, I don't think it does because like the, the people in the goat conversation, aside from John Jones, um, who, if John Jones isn't your number one, you're not doing it for fight reasons, right? Like you are leaving him out because of positive tests or X, Y, and Z, you know, um, but everyone else would have a blemish, right? Like GSP has... Um, Matt Serra, and honestly, to a certain extent, Johnny Hendricks as well. He has the second title, though. Um, Anderson Silva has the, the Weidman dicking around, and also positive tests, and a few losses latter career that, while I don't think should be held too much against him, I think it, it's part of the overall resume, so I, I think it should count. So everyone has those blemishes on their resume anyway. Um, I, I don't think this hurts Usman in that sense, necessarily. Um... I, I do think he'll be back. I, I think that for him, like that, this is this is really going to sting for a little bit. And one of the things that GSP took from this type of an experience is he was able to. I mean, he it was kind of the end the, the end of George Rush St. Pierre because after this, it was a much more conservative approach from GSP. Aside from there was a couple, obviously. Um, but as it went on, I think GSP understood the importance of just winning. And I wonder if we get that now from Kamaro Usman. Like, I feel like after this, that fifth round now for Usman would be just take down, grind the guy out, 
crowd will boo, whatever. I'm moving on with the win because um, this championship and, and being the, the number one is important enough for me to do that. But historically, this is one of the craziest endings to a fight in the history of UFC. Um, like just truly, truly shocking stuff. There was nothing in this fight that would lead you to believe that this was going to happen. And Leon Edwards shocks the world in the most miraculous of ways with a head kick to become the UFC's welterweight champion of the world. Un just stunned. Absolutely stunned. A couple more um, fights from this one. Luke Rockhold against Paulo Costa. Here's the thing. Maybe um, when you have a couple of guys who, uh, Greek gods, chiseled, like, jacked to the, jacked to the gods... Um, but when you have two guys who are, like, trying to maybe build their way back a little bit, let's, let's not put them in uh, Salt Lake City. Let's, the next time they're in Salt Lake City, and I get, I'm saying this from Calgary, where, like, elevation's kind of a factor here. Um, but let's, uh, next time we're in, in Salt Lake City, fight night. Let's do a fight night, and maybe a fight night full of fighters that, yeah, we're fine if they look like they're, uh, they're really bad. Um, maybe the people who lose these fights get cut. Like, uh, it could just be one of those mass cullings that they used to do for, for cuts in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Because um, the, the, the altitude was a factor in, I think, 90% of the fights that we watched this evening. And you definitely saw it in Luke Rockhold against uh, Paulo Costa. A very weird fight. In the end, Costa does get the unanimous decision. No, I think it was unanimous. Yeah, unanimous 30-27s. I thought a case could be made for Rockhold winning the second round. Um, it's just, it's so difficult to give a guy a round when he's looking like that. Like there is blood leaking from everywhere it can on his face. He is putting his hands on his hips and he is bending over. But in the middle of that, I thought he was loud and landing rather impactfully. I, I thought there was a couple of body shots. I thought I thought he was doing pretty well. Costa was as well. I thought it was a, a close-ish round. But um, everyone goes with, with Paulo Costa, so fully understand that. Costa, I don't think this raises his stock any. Um, I, I think he came into this as the number five ranked fighter at middleweight. I think he will probably stay the number five ranked fighter at middleweight. No one saw this fight and was like, oh, damn, next title challenger for sure. He's ready for that rematch 100%. No one was thinking that. that this fight did not boost him up in any way. Um, if it did anything, it might have hurt his stock, to be perfectly honest with you, because we all thought Rockhold was chinny coming into this, and he couldn't put Luke Rockhold away. But it was just a weird fight. And in the end, Rockhold um, ends up on top. And his, that, that blood I was talking about before, just smearing it all over Paulo Costa. And then afterward, he announces his retirement. If he wants to stick around for one more fight, um, I get like we all laugh about uh, MMA retirements all the time. But if he wanted to stick around for one more fight and just kind of... We could talk ourselves into it because it was a different elevation. And it was his first fight back in three years. And all of these sorts of things... I think you could talk yourself into watching one more Luke Rockhold fight, but if this is it, like they said on the broadcast, he goes out in a loss to a younger fighter, which is kind of like the pro wrestling model, um, and he goes out, like, on top. Not, not literally he lost, but, like, position-wise, he, he ended the fight on top. Um, a, a excellent career coming over from Strikeforce, winning their middleweight championship, and then... 
becoming the, the UFC's middleweight champion as well. Um, uh, an excellent career, and certainly no no head-hanging for, for Luke Rockhold on what was a remarkable career, ending in a, a very, very strange uh, sort of way. Also on this card, Jose also, uh, Aldo loses to Marab Dvalishvili. Speaking of fighters who didn't do a whole lot to raise their stock, um, Dvalishvili didn't do a whole lot to win this fight, but he did nothing to lose it, and that ends up getting him the win. Um... He's not gonna. I mean, he's not gonna go for a title as long as Aljamain Sterling is the champion. They are um, training buddies, but even if they were, this is not a fight that gets him a title shot off of this. I wonder. I think you just go uh, Vera versus uh, Devalish Philly. Pretty sure they're not the same camp. Um, Vera just got a, a head kick knockout, similar to what we saw this week. Um, last week against Dominic Cruz, I think they're five and six right now um, in the bantamweight division. I think that's the fight you go with next. And honestly, I think you go Cruz against Jose Aldo next. I, I think that would be fun little bit of nostalgia for all of us who missed the blue cage. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that the next title challenger came from this in the way that maybe we were projecting it to. Otherwise, weird, weird, weird night of fights. I think the elevation really fucked with a lot of people. Um, and this is, this is one of the things. Like, um, I think for boxing, and I think for some of the high-level stuff, you could, like, say, just move your camp there, you know? If you want to get acclimated to the elevation, just go, like, eight weeks out of your life, go live in Salt Lake City, Utah. But when you're only making like five and five or two and two, um, that that's not necessarily the most prudent way of living your life. Like you can't afford to just oh yeah, we'll just rent an Airbnb for th three months, and um, we'll we'll uproot our entire lives to to go train and get acclimated here. So I feel like if fighter pay was maybe enhanced a little bit, I think this fight card would because I do I, I think this fight card was really, really hindered by the elevation that we saw in Salt Lake City and everyone just running out of gas in, in those fights. If you pay these fighters more and they can afford to either like go train at different places in altitude, Kamaru Usman, gas tank wasn't an issue for him tonight. He just got a shin bone to the temple, which didn't matter where you're training. If, if that happens to you, it's going to be a bit of a problem. Um, but like Leon Edwards, they were talking about, oh yeah, he was here for two weeks to, to get acclimated. That's not getting acclimated. That's somewhat getting rather familiar with it. That, that doesn't, that doesn't, I don't think that changes anything for you, to be perfectly honest with you. If you pay these guys a little bit more, guys and girls, sorry, uh, a little bit more, and they're able to move their camps to a place where they can train, maybe not directly in Salt Lake City, because I, I wouldn't want to go live in Salt Lake City, but if I could get away with training in Colorado or um, in, in some of the places like, uh, I think it's Big Bear in Arizona, sure, yeah, I would uproot my life and go there for a little bit if it meant a, an opportunity to win, and I think you'd just get a better product out of it. So the, the UFC, they, we can rake them over the coals for, for fighter pay all we want. The, the product, I don't think, suffers from it, even a little bit, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think, I mean, like, there are some spots. Like, if the fighters could afford to have this be their full-time job, then there certainly would be some fights that would be improved, and maybe you would get more high-end talent coming out of that and more high-end fights, the better the product, yada, 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 yada. But I, I feel like fighter pay, um, it's more of a, 
uh, like moral and karmic issue than it is an actual fight quality issue for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Um, but I, I thought that this was one occasion where it really did actually hurt the product a little bit. Um, in terms of the, the rest of the fight card, like again, a weird one, um, what was it? It was, uh, the Woodson, oh, Tyson Pedro with a violent knockout win of Harry Hunsucker, which is the greatest name you will ever hear in all of sports. Um, it was, scrambling through my notes here, Woodson against, ah, yeah, Luis Saldana. Um, Saldana gets a drop. And he starts taunting him. And he's like pointing in the middle of the ring and, oh, you fell. And then he drops him again. And then instead of swarming with punches, like 99% of the fighting public would have done, he tries to run in and throw a knee, which is super illegal. And it ends up costing him. And he ends up, um, he, it costs him a point, which costs him the fight. Because the judges' scorecards came down on this one. Again, frantically flips through notes. Uh, it was 29-27. 29-27, and 28-28. So he would have got a split decision win. Um, it would have been 29-28 and 29-28 for him a couple of times. So just sloppiness, cockiness ends up costing him on this night. Uh, that's going to do it for this reaction. I need to, to try to process what we just saw. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, whether it be on the Twitch stream here live or in podcast form. Uh, for people on the podcast, there's going to be a bit more of a sober second thought on this on Monday and then full card breakdown for both the boxing and the, the UFC. If you missed the boxing breakdown, it uh, I did that earlier today as well. I've been watching fights for 12 and a half hours now, so I'm going to watch something else maybe. Uh, or I'm going to rewatch this because this was incredible. Thank you all for tuning in. Check me on Couch Potato Diary and I will talk to you all later. All right, that is the show. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. If you missed it earlier, full recap of uh, boxing with Usyk against Anthony Joshua in what was an amazing night of fights there as well. Just a crazy, crazy day. I've, I said at the end of the, the thing there, I've been watching fights for 12 hours now. I might keep watching them because this was this is the type of night that makes you fall in love with fighting. It, it was it was weird. It was wild. There was a guy just full on rubbing his nose blood on another human being. A weird, wild night. Um, and in the end, something wildly unpredictable happened. God, I love this stuff. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, like I said there, um, Monday, sober second thought, kind of bigger picture things. And then Friday will be the, the full breakdown show. Holy smokes. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. I, I'm my, my need right now is to figure out what just happened. So I'm going to try to do that. You all have a great night. I'll talk to you all later.